Hi, Tom. Tommy, can you hear me? <laughs> That's such an old Rosie bit. Can you hear me? She used to play that all the time because she was in love with Tommy. Do you remember that? On oh, her yeah. show? She oh, yeah, yeah, Tommy, yeah, yeah. Can you, hear me? you know Tommy's my favorite musical of all time. Did you know that? I thought of you when I got the Broadway briefing. I know. It's That's coming it's back coming to back. Broadway. Tommy, we might be um, gulping a little bit more than usual. Yeah. So we're having, just avoid we're, yeah. those. <laughs> Is there a cold oven in there, Tom? I'm going to go ahead and say yes. Thank you so much. Hi, Julian Benzavalli. Hi, Patrick Hines. Hey, fam. As I always say, how about you do us a, a, a solid and come and join okay. us on, on the Patreon? Sure. If you like what we're doing, come get more of it. Every month, you get four full ad-free bonus episodes. We cover the series, right? Yeah, so yeah, that's yeah. where we cover like the Netflix and the and the Hulu and the Peacock yeah. and all that stuff. Things that are like multi-part episodes. Yes. What right. are we doing? What are we? Oh, right now we're doing Never Let Him Go. Never Let Him Go. We did both seasons of Wild Crime. Yes. We did the J, like the classics, you know, the Jinx, yep. the Staircase. But we also did like Bad Vegan and Love Fraud. Tinder Swindler, Tin Swins. You say that every time. That oh, was, was a two-parter. On, it was on, oh, that was on the right. on the right. It was, it was but it's the also regs. on the Patreon ad-free also. Yes, that's true. Right, because we also have an ad-free tier. We've got the after-party tier where we take your questions sometimes, where we give you advice. Yep. There's another tier where we like send you stuff. Yeah. It's really fun it's over there party. Over there on the pates. Yeah, as Linda Belcher would say, it's a party, all right. Who's Linda Belcher? From Bob's Burgers. Hey, if we were going out, I don't know, like to the club <laughs> and we needed to get like a mode of transportation, but it wasn't an mm. Uber, like... And the, and the vehicle arrived, what would you uh-huh. say? I think I would say something like, Gabs, yep. <laughs> <laughs> We need our Jersey Shore recap podcast. <laughs> we got to do it. Gabs, yep. Gabs, yep. <laughs> what? We're not talking about the Jersey Shores. No, we're what not we, at all. What are we talking about today? So this is the Piketon Family Murders. It is on Oxygen. And Beth Karras is our host and narrator. In the early morning hours of April 22nd, 2016, a shocking crime is discovered in the small community of Pike County, Ohio. An entire family, the Rodens, and a young woman named Hannah Gilly lie brutally murdered in their beds, each shot to death at close range, execution style, in a methodical, cold-blooded mass killing. Good morning, everyone. A horrifying mass shooting has a lot of people on edge today. There's many crime scenes. There's many bodies. The same question is on everyone's lips. What kind of person or persons could wipe out two generations in one night? And why? Beth Karras is here. <laughs> Beth Karras is here. Beth Karras is here. Karras is here. No, you just say Karras. Karras is here. I love Beth Karras. She, I think she's from outside of Boston, and you can tell. This is her show. This yeah. is her program. Yes. Don't say I, otherwise. Listen, I've been seeing that there's a whole podcast about this. I know this is like a really big case. It is. I, this documentary left me wanting. Yeah. It's a 90-minute oxygen mm. thing. Sometimes oxygen nails it. I wouldn't say this time around. Yeah. Some things they do very well. Like, yeah. it is very victim-focused, which yes, we love. For but sure. But there are other things where they do too much of the previously on and next time on in the middle of the show. Because like it, they recap, because we have like commercial breaks. It should just be a 40 minute episode with none of that. Just dive right in. Just dive right in. You don't right have in. to recap it. I was watching the whole time. Yeah, well, for example, it opens with a terrifying 911 call. This mm-hmm. person says there's blood all over the place. I think my brother-in-law is dead. Yeah, so it's April 22nd, 2016. 7.53 a.m. Yeah. Gabs here. Oh, I was going to say, you're going to do that thing where, oh, it's so late because I went to go at 4 o'clock. I, for it's lunchtime for me. I don't know where you all are eating, but. Uh, yawn. <laughs> yeah, I'm just going to go for a midday stretch. Oh, boy. You know what? It's true. But this person has just discovered the body of her brother-in-law shot to death inside a trailer home. 
she finds two bodies, in fact. It's Chris Roden Sr. and Gary Roden, his cousin. Yeah, and so family member Kenny is here. He's Gary's brother, and yeah. he's, like, sitting to camera. He's, like, of course, super upset, struggling to talk about it. This might be a little confusing. There are two very big families here, so there yes. are a lot of names, yep. and we have eight victims in this, just to begin with. Which, so. I don't know, in in something that wasn't like a mass, you know, like casualty situation that we've ever done anything. Like, like the eight members of this family are are killed at the same time. At the same, yeah. In, in different, discovered, yeah. In different places. They're like killed at the same homes, time. Yeah. yeah, it's very, so if it feels complicated, there are a lot of names coming at you. Yeah, so the investigators arrive at the mobile home. We learn that this mobile home is just one of several properties owned by the Roden family. We meet Jeff Winkler. He's a journalist for The Outline. I don't know what that is. Yeah, it's, pro- it's a publication of it's some kind. It's a publication of some If kind. I'm deducing correctly. Yeah, and then he tells us... Bobby Joe tells deputies she ran for help to an adjacent home on the property. But when she arrived, Bobby Joe was stunned to discover Frankie and his fiancée, Hannah Gilly, had also been shot dead. And there discovers two more bodies. And they're part of the same family. It's um, Frankie Roden and his fiance Hannah. Yeah. And so she calls 911 again. And after she calls 911, Bobby Joe calls her brother. Yes. And he finds yet another murder scene at another Roden family property. So she, she's been to one murder scene. She's now at a second one and calls her brother, which is who is somewhere else, who where it is also a murder scene. Who was like, I like they both just got off with 911 and was calling they were calling each other. Yes. And this is, they're sharing the same. I, I can't. Can you imagine? No. What that must feel like? Like no. you must be outside of yourself. I was gonna say like you. I don't know that your body processes that kind of no. trauma in real time. So you you cannot make any sense of it. I would imagine. And imagine like picking up the phone and having the same story of the person uh-huh. that you're calling to yep. help. Like I just I can't I can't I can't imagine. No. And the victims where brother James is, they are Dana Roden and Hannah Roden. Different Hannah. So yeah. Hannah was at the the third murder scene. This is a different Hannah. So up to now, six members of the Roden family have been killed. All also, Beth says wiped out. Can we not? I, Beth cares. I, I, I know. She mentions it a couple times. It's in the copy I quite know. often. I, I take a little bit of it with wiped out. Like, can you only, on. can you imagine what Diane Diamond would be saying? Do you know what I mean? Like worse. Much, uh, worse. Much, much worse. Yeah, no, we're not putting Beth Karras in the same. No, they do not speak to each other at the, at the Christmas <laughs> cocktail party. Just to recap, six violent deaths in three different homes, and they're all related to each other. Like literally, they are, they are all family. Yes. And so they say that like, this is a small town and the news sweeps across Pike County, quickly reaching, like, local media outlets. Right. And so it's, like, Pike County, but the town is Piketon, which is why it's the and, Piketon murder. But it's also the Roden family. I thought Piketon was the name of the family. I it's thought so, not. too. Yes, I kept waiting Roden for the... Family. I didn't... Okay, this is... Oxygen, we have notes. I, I know, but this is also what the podcast is called, the Piketon family murders. So it's, like, it's all very confusing. Because you know why? Because there are two families. So it's, like, the family oh, murders. you're right. Right? Yep, you solved it. I saw you saw that. Good oh job. I let the way to the. Thank you. But so now everyone's like, is there an active shooter? Is that was the shooter one of the bodies that was found? Like no one really knows what the hell happened. Because you would think with like they only know of six dead people at this point. They're, they're going to find two more in a little bit. Like how was this accomplished? Exactly. You know what I mean? Six people in three different places at this point. How was this man? And like these other family members weren't home, and right. so they just sort of happened upon this like horrible scene. But Pastor Phil Fulton is here. He's front and center of the story. I'd had coffee that morning with my brothers, which I do every Friday morning, and we're just getting ready to leave. And my phone rang and said, there's been murders on Union Hill Road. I just got up here as quick as I could. 
in communities like this, I feel like pastors are kind of central. Like, a, and a comforting figure. 100%. Right, to help people deal with whatever they're dealing with, which yes. is something horrible. So, a member of the Roden family is missing. His name is Chris Roden Jr., a.k.a. Little Chris. He is not accounted for. So, of course, the questions are, is he a suspect? Is right. he a victim? Is he in danger somewhere? Like, did these people uh. now go to get him? Like, no one really knows what is going on. Right. So a, a couple hours after discovering that Chris is unaccounted for, there's another 911 call and you hear the guy say, uh, it's all the stuff that's on the news. I just found my cousin Kenneth Roden with a gunshot wound. He's not alive. So this is now the seventh yeah. Roden family member and Chris would be the eighth, but he's unaccounted for. Right. And then they find little Chris. Yeah. And he's also been shot to death. So he's the eighth and last member of the Roden family. Like, they're all dead in their homes. It all happened in one day. Yeah. Like, who who could have pulled that? Like, this seems like... Impossible. Impossible. And, and why? And at no the same one time? heard it. And like, they were all on the same property. Like, it just seems, it yeah. seems, it seems massive. And in addition to that, we now have four crime scenes. They're saying there's no clues, no motives. And the killer is still on the loose. But at the same time, it feels very, very targeted. Yes. Because it is all one family. But at the same, like, it's scary because now you're living in a community with someone, with people who can, who are capable of this. Yes. It's terrifying no matter how you look and at it. And also, like, you, there's eight people that you know and, like, see at church and at the grocery store that are, have all been murdered at once. Right. It doesn't make any sense. And what we learn right now about the Roden family is that they were, because it is a small community, yeah. and the Roden family was enormous. The Rodens were known and loved throughout Pike County. The Rhodes family was the most fun people to be around. They were always making people laugh. They were very extraordinary. Someone describes them as extraordinary. This is one of those places, though, where they, like, you get <laughs> conflicting accounts of what this town is like. People uh -huh. are like, it's a small town and everyone kept to themselves. It's a small town and we never locked our doors and we looked after yes, each other's yes. kids. It's a small town and everybody, it was a party every time we went food shopping because <laughs> exactly. the rodents were there. It was party right. time. They were awesome. I think that, like, these are all, it's a town full of small town people who love living in a small town for their own reasons. Right. And it's like, like how college is what you make it. it. Like, this small town, if, like, you want it to be a place where you know all your neighbors, then it right. is that. If you want it to be a place where, like, you don't know anybody and everyone leaves you alone that it is that too. Yes. And I also feel like the Roden family was so big that everyone knows a Roden. Yeah, Maybe you don't know all of them, but you went to college with one or yeah, you yeah, worked yeah. with one, but you went to school with one or you yeah. worked with one or you were neighbors. You know, like everyone, like the Rodens, who doesn't know the Rodens, Exactly. Right? And I do want to make an important point here. There were young children in all of these houses and all of the young kids were left alive. There was like an infant, there was a four-day-old baby, all yeah. of these little kids and babies were left alive. Which tells you something, and we'll get into this later, but it tells you something about the kind of, like, when they start to speculate who did this and why, yes. it definitely gives you, I think it helps us cross some kinds of people off the list. Uh, yes, I agree. But we learn a little bit more about Piketon, like yeah. you were saying. Very small town. Tight-knit community of 2,100 people, 82 miles from Cincinnati on the western edge of Appalachia. Thank you for saying Appalachia. I know, because you corrected me last time. Wait. Hero bell for me. They'll throw an Appalachia if you say it wrong. <laughs> That's like the, little, the cute little term that they say. Where did you learn that? Someone like DM'd it to me oh, <laughs> years ago. Apple the first time, because I think we said like the Appalachian Trail. <laughs> this was oh, forever ago. I can't remember what we did, yeah. but they were like, "Hey, girl, like, j like gently." It's Appalachian. Tell me again about not looking into the woods. Don't do it. Why? Like, you, so God puts you. You, you live in a place where that's surrounded by woods and trees. That's yeah. beautiful, and you love living there, but you mm -hmm. can't look at the trees. Look, I am on. I know you don't make the rules, right? I follow them though, yeah. based on <laughs> if you're not on like Appalachia lore talk, yep. whatever it is. Yep. there are very strict rules. Don't look into the 
woods. If I you told thought, you about the lesbians. The lesbians yeah. that just like let us all listen to something being violently murdered in the woods. Yes. If you thought you saw something, no, you didn't. If you think you heard yeah. something, no, you didn't. Oh my god. Um, just like keep it cool. Wait, don't is that, fuck around. Is that because there's monsters back there, or because people are doing illegal shit? No, it's a very. Is it monsters or meth labs? It's monsters. Okay. Great. <laughs> Again, I've never been there. This is just what pops up on my for you yeah, page yeah. in between Taylor Swift videos and dog videos. <laughs> like that. Uh-huh. That's really. And then I'm on like spooky talk. Like yep. there's this one person, <laughs> this one creator on TikTok who who thinks that there's like she lives in Appalachia and there's a mimic of her husband. What? So she'll she'll be like, oh hey, like my husband's home. But then she'll look at her phone because they had like share location. He's still at work. What, what do you mean a mimic? What do you what do you mean? That's what I'm saying. What, what, what do you mean? No, 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 that's what I'm saying. What do you mean? For Jennifer Wait, Lawrence. On what, do Hot mean? Ones. what do you mean? What do you mean? What do you mean? What do you mean? But wait, has she seen the mimic? Yes. She has a whole thing on it. I wish I knew her name. But okay. if you like Appalachian Mimic, she comes up like Appalachian Mimic. Or whatever the hashtag is. If you Google it, she has like a lot of spooky stories. I about love her merch. Her merch is amazing. <laughs> I know. Yeah. It's like mime costumes. It really is just like you are fascinated by like yeah. it's crazy. But anyway. Don't look in the woods. Don't look in the woods. I don't make the rules. I just follow them. But they say that the town retains an independent spirit dating back to its pioneering history. But one thing everyone can agree on in Piketon is that violent crime of this scale is simply unheard of. Violence on this scale is unheard of in this community, to which I'm like, it's unheard of anywhere, you guys. Like, this is not like, a this normal is, thing. Yeah, no, no. no. Um, but also, you know, like, it's a, as we said, a small town, really, really into community and family. But at the same time, like, unemployment has risen over the years. It was a factory town, they say. Yeah. When the factories left, unemployment grew. But it's also one of those places, they say, where you love living there. Like, if you're from there, you don't want to leave. That's why this the the... the Roden family is so big yeah. because people love living there so they kind of make it work. And some people had the option to leave and others didn't. It's very expensive. You can't just like pick up and move. Yeah. So some people didn't have that option and now they're living in this town that used to be a factory town and a lot of That's like full of trees where you can't look into the woods or a monster or Bigfoot murders you. That's what TikTok does. Okay. Bigfoot okay. be cool girl. But then they say hey. <laughs> and then there, then there are other people like stitching that being like it's the ravens. It's just the animals. Oh my God. It's totally fine. Like, the ravens are now Fucking with us, oh, right? I, I you know what I look, mean. I don't know anything. Like, about we, it. We, we are we 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 turn our eyes off the ocean for five seconds where the orcas are eating fucking boats and the, and the otters oh. are stealing surfboards. <laughs> Team otter. I know, no, I know, I know. So you know we, they hold hands when they sleep, so they don't drift away, right? You, you gotta always say it every time. Me, I know it's it pretty time. great. And that's just a little moment. Like if you're having a rough day, everyone, yes. just remember the fact that. Otters very adorably link hands when uh-huh. they sleep. It's but very you know cute. what? I'm I'm gonna say it. Like if you want to just ruin your day, just imagine that at least once or twice in human history, one you're otter. You're not gonna say it. You're not saying hand it. Unslipped. I can't handle this right now. <laughs> no, we're gonna start again. Okay, okay, okay. In human history, yeah. otters fall in love uh-huh. and everything's totally and fine. And they mate for life. 100%. And everyone is safe and happy, right? <laughs> yep, 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 yep. Otters are also vicious. Don't fuck with them. They got real sharp teeth. Don't mess around. Just ask those surfers. <laughs> An otter I know. wrestled a surfboard from a human being in excellent shape because they're a surfer. Just think about that. I know, I know. Don't fuck with the Don't otters. Fuck with they're the adorable, otters. but I know. they will bite you. I know. <laughs> Girl, Helix is back. Look, I gotta tell you, we've been sleeping on our Helix forever. I could not get out of bed this morning. I, I blame the mattress. <laughs> it's too comfy. It's so comfy, but the thing is, even though you want to stay in bed, you are so well rested because yes. you slept so great. Yes. But it's just comfy cozy to be in the Helix. Listen, the Helix lineup offers 20 unique mattresses, including the award-winning Lux Collection, the newly released Helix Elite Collection, so many more. And the thing is, the mattress chooses you. The mattress chooses you. Because you. You, you take the online sleep quiz, you basically just describe who 
you are as a person and yep. how you like to sleep. And then the mattress, it's like a sorting hat. Sure. And if you sleep with someone else in the bed, they yes. take the same exact quiz. So then Helix takes your answers and their answers. And bada bing, bada boom, you get yep. told to, I don't know if you're me, yep. the Midnight Lux. Also, Helix knows there's no better way to test a new mattress than by sleeping in it in your own home. That's why they offer a 100-night trial and a 10- to 15-year warranty to try out your new Helix mattress. You're not sending it back. Yeah, you guys, you're not. It's a big decision. It is. So you need at least 100 nights to yeah, figure out if you're into it or not. By night one, I was like, oh, this is staying. I'm just going to also say, you don't have to take our word for it, even though you should trust us by now. Helix has been awarded the number one mattress picked by GQ and Wired Magazine. It's even recommended by multiple leading chiropractors and doctors of sleep medicine as a go-to solution for improving your sleep. Do you like sleep a lot in sleep medicine doctor school? Uh, I don't, Or maybe you're just watching other you people watch, sleep. Oh, that's the worst. <laughs> Let me be the sleeper. Well, you know what? Yes, you can on your Helix mattress. Thank you so much. Fam, Helix is offering 20% off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners. Go to helixsleep.com slash TCO and use code HELIXPARTNER20. This is the best offer yet and it won't last long. Yeah, with Helix, better sleep starts now. And I said that that quiz is two minutes. You yeah. can do it. Open book. Yeah. Because it's, it's about you. Right. There are and no wrong answers. Yes. It's your opinion <laughs> and your feelings. So we learn that the rodents are relatively newcomers because they've only been there for 50-something years. I was like, excuse me, Beth Karras, 50 years is still a long time. I know it's not like generations upon yeah. generations upon generations. However, 50 years is a long time, no? Yeah, no, I agree. So we learn that Chris, who's the patriarch of this clan, his dad died in 2008. And when he died, he has eight siblings and they all received equal share of the family's property. Right. To which I said, can we look into that? Right. Like That sounds like a motive of, for murder. I know. You want more of the property that there's only one way to get it. Yeah, but if there's eight of you, isn't that the easiest way? Just like, you, you know what? I'm splitting it up evenly. No, I know, but I'm just saying that like- no, if people it, are crazy. Yeah, people are fucking states. crazy. But so some of these siblings moved away, but Chris stayed. Yes. And Chris marries Dana and settled on some land, quote, a stone's throw away from where they grew up. Um, thanks, Beth. Beth Care, I gotta say, if Keith is big on the the writing, Beth is he big on the- He like a sidewalk. That's yeah, yeah, what yeah, Keith, yeah. Keith. Yeah. Beth is all about the delivery. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. She's, she's on the delivery. 100%. She can't be bothered with the script. No. No. She's Beth Karras. Lied like a sidewalk. Like she shows up to the cocktail party. Everyone's like, who's that? Oh, it's Beth Karras. <laughs> Beth Karras. Dressed to the oh nines, God. not a hair out of place. She totally. looks amazing. Yep. What is she drinking? Manhattans? Yeah. Cosmos? No, I'm thinking oh. like a Pinot Gris. Okay, great. Yeah. Okay. Beth, I'll see you at the bar. She's your people. Okay, great. I drink other things besides Pinot Gris. We learned that Big Chris, as they called him, because remember, Little Chris was his son. Yes. Big Chris was the dad of everyone. He was very protective over his family. Chris worked construction jobs at Big Bear Lake Resort in nearby Lucasville. When work was slow, he would buy cars at auction and flip them for profit. He would buy cars at auction and flip them for profit? Yeah, this construction job that he worked at was at a place called Big Bear Lake in a town called Lucasville. Uh-oh. I'm just going to tell you right now. Uh-oh. I want to live in that town. Okay. We got to move on. Okay. <laughs> if you've read Patrick's book, you understand. That's all I'll say. Dana was a full-time nurse's assistant. Yeah. She was kind, loving, hardworking. They describe her as robust. I was yeah. like, robust. That's a that's an adjective. She's awesome. I know. Is what I'm getting about totally. Dana. A full-time nursing assistant? Like, I know. On. They say she was unpredictable and hilarious. You never knew what she was going to say or do, but she was going to make you laugh. You know what? I want that in a nurse. I know. And I want that in my bio. Yes. You know what I mean? <laughs> yes. <laughs> so after 20 years, Chris and Dana split up and they stayed close, quote, for the sake of the family. So like after 20, I guess they just realized this 
isn't gonna work. I don't know. I'm not speculating about their relationship, but they stayed close. Like they, it wasn't like this really messy, horribly no. dramatic thing. Like yes. they were, they were all kind, they were all around. Right. So Chris, the patriarch, he was the first victim found. He's the one that lives in that trailer home with his cousin Gary, mm-hmm. and right down the street from his brother Kenneth. They described this family like the brothers loved each other. They would do anything for anyone. They were just really good, nice people. Yeah, they were outgoing and funny. They loved the demolition derby. Okay, well, hang on a second. <laughs> we learned Chris and Dana had three kids. Their oldest is Frankie. He loved to be outdoors. He loved to go hunting. And from, they say he was so handsome, all the girls had crushes mm-hmm. on him. The girls loved Frankie, but Frankie loved cars. He and his brother, Chris Jr., were crazy about another Appalachian staple, the demolition derby. In first grade, that's all Chris talked about was being in that derby. He wanted to be in front of everyone at the fair and to ram his car into people. So that means what he does is he he drives the big truck yes. that destroys the other cars. We is, that right? like, is that a monster truck? I, that's Am a, I the Demolition Derby looks like tr- like cars that are like rickety. It's bumper cars. It's like bumper cars with real cars. But real life. Oh yeah, my God. I know. It seems terrifying, but I would also love it. Is everyone wearing your seatbelt? You're wearing protective gear. <laughs> Please. He just wanted to be at the state fair in front of people doing the Demolition Derby. Look, it looks fun. You yeah. get out a lot of stress, I'm I know. sure. Demo Derb Patrick over here. Demo Derb. You know what I mean? The Demo Derbs. Demo Derbs. Um, I would go to a demolition derby. What? I mean, imagine you and I spending a weekend in Appalachia. Look, when in Rome. Oh, wait, that's what I'm saying. I can't look in the woods. What no. else am I going to do? <laughs> I'm do not fucking look in the woods. Some cars get fucked up. Can't you just see Bigfoot being like, did she fucking look at me? No, I didn't. Did she fucking look at me? You know what? Bigfoot, this goes both ways. If you thought I looked at you, no, I didn't. Let's have a mutual respect, okay? You know what? No, Bigfoot, this goes both fucking ways. I respect you, lore in the yeah, woods. I, I know you've been here much longer than I have. Did she fucking look at me? No, I didn't. Okay. okay. It goes both ways. Okay. <laughs> Mutual respect. So hours, days, weeks are going by. Yeah. No information. Everyone is terrified. Rumors are flying as Randy and Scream would say, everyone is a suspect. <laughs> Nobody knows what's going on. You just recently watched all four Scream movies. I watched the four screen, first four Scream movies. I'd only seen one through three. And then I saw the reboot where like... Sydney and Gail. Uh huh. They all come back. come back. Oh yeah. my God. I'm obsessed. Yeah. But wait, so this is where like the news descends on the town. Like it becomes like a media frenzy. Yes. And the sheriff realizes, hopefully sooner than when we hear about it in the documentary, that this is unprecedented. Yes. Like he knows immediately that he doesn't have the resources for something like this. Yes. I called Mike DeWine's guys, the attorney general. And uh, I said, Are you coming down for this? And they went, Yeah, we're going to take charge which was extraordinary because it was so fresh. It was so early. I mean, that's kind of a big deal that the attorney general for the entire state is taking over a murder investigation in your town because eight members of the same family were gunned down in their homes in different places at the same time. That's terrifying. That's absolutely terrifying. That feels very like, I'm not not making a joke, but it feels out of a movie. It feels very Kill Bill. You know, it feels just like this organized, like targeted. It has to have been. Like professionals. Yes. It feels like a professional, you know, right? Yeah. Like the mob. Yes. And like, we get a little bit of information here because they say that rumors are circulating that like at first that these were murder-suicides, but they say the coroner's report shows that most of the victims were shot multiple times, ruling out murder-suicide. So now they have to look into what they call the unsavory aspects of the community. So cockfights are a thing here. Fucking great. So so like they look into the cockfighting community. Like forcing stressed out and abused animals to violently fight to the death while people scream at them. And that's what that is. It's like chickens fighting each other. Oh my God. It's horrifying. But they're saying that like people take it so seriously that like maybe they would kill each other over it. Because the cops found rooster 
cages on the road and property. Yeah. So they're like, was there a cockfighting rivalry that led to a mass murder of eight people? I don't no, know. But then they also consider a demolition derby feud. They literally consider it. I was like, I thought we were going through the unsavory <laughs> aspects of the community. Not What's the, wrong with the demo derbs? I, I cannot even <laughs> The demo derbs is what they get to do. Like, don't I, we smirch the name of the demo derbs. I'm telling you, it's demo derbs is like the third Sunday in June. It's the gay one. Uh-huh. Like they give the gays the demo derbs sure, sure, sure. In, for Pride Month for <laughs> once. 100%. You queens get to do this one time. One time. And they're still picking up glitter to this day. <laughs> um, but the cockfighting theory fades pretty quickly. Yes. Then the demolition derby rivalry also fades <laughs> very quickly. Demolition derby feud. Good answer. Good answer. So here's a fun story about Family Feud. I was watching it one day. Mm. And <laughs> fascinated, right? Um, and I've, I promise you this payoff's good. I might have told this okay, time great. so far. But the thing was like, name something, name a term that has the word virgin in it. So it was like virgin daiquiri, virgin Mary. Laika. Virgin Islands, Laika, whatever. And someone was just like, it was, they had two strikes. It was uh-huh. like, Cheryl, it's down to the wire. And she goes, virgin hamburger. And the whole family was like, yeah, good answer. Totally expected it to survey says. And it was like, eh. Cheryl with all of her heart and God bless her family, the most supportive family. Oh yeah. Virgin hamburgers. Totally up there, girl. You got this. You got it. Virgin hamburger. Then the other family for the steal. I'm going to tell you, I've always been afraid of being on Family Feud because like I would never, that's the worst. Yep. You would, I would cry. I would would, never, I would choke. It's, I, I mean, you have have to go second or not at all. One hundred percent. I think that's yeah. the thing. But the thing is, it changes every time, so you're fucked. We can never go on Family Feud. Family Feud is just here to fuck you. It's <laughs> gonna fuck you on Family Feud. Oh but off the rails very quickly. Oh, man. Talk about unsavory. I know. But what they're saying is that nobody can figure out a motive. Like, why? It's not the demo derbs. It's not the cockfighting. Why did you, Why would you want to kill these good people? Right. And, like, eight people killed four different locations. More than, it was a group of people. Yes. Not one person did this. So, like, who, like, is there a gang? Like, what's, go, who, who, and what's how, a group of people going to have done this? How does nobody know anything? Nobody saw anybody coming and going. Nobody heard anything. Right. And then, oh, no, there's a big, major, huge, life-altering bombshell, <gasps> there's weed on the premises. We get now, into this whole, this is insane. Well, the thing is, they say, like, they make a, there's, like, a breaking news. The discovery of hundreds of marijuana plants on the rodent property leads investigators to at least wonder if drugs play a central role in the murders. Did that lead people to leap to certain conclusions. I mean, you have a mass murder and then you have a huge grow operation. Someone's going to assume the hit by the drug cartels. Everyone's making this seem like it was meth or heroin. Yes. Like, can we all just fucking relax? I know. Because now we're talking about the cartel in El Chapo. Like, this is well, not I, what this is. We all went to a hundred. It was so funny because when I was taking notes on this, they say the head of this cartel's name and they're like, also known as El Chapo. I went, oh! Oh, him. I like, I did not know. But like, I don't think it's an unreasonable assumption to at least have to rule out because we get all this information that like pot, like this cartel is called the, it's the infamous Sinaloa drug cartel, which is apparently run by El Chapo. And they were saying that like the cartel would send tons and tons and tons of pot up to the United States through this part of Ohio because it's on a main corridor. Yeah, they do traffic a lot of drugs through this area. Thank it's, you. It's pretty you active. said that in a much easier way. I got you. <laughs> through this corridor, yeah. I said. But the point is, 
they're they're saying that like the fact that whoever killed these people left no trace of anything, no DNA, no shell casings, no fingerprints. Nobody saw them come and go. We're eventually going to learn they got past their fucking guard dogs, right. their security surveillance videos. Like it seems like a sophisticated cartel kind of. And hit. also to be fair, like the cartel doesn't like competition. They'll no. kill your entire family. Yes, you know. So that's it's not that far fetched. Like those threats are fucking real. Like it's not like the mob where there are rules. No. Which, again, they break, but like they will kill the. The kids, the family, well, well, like they'll kill everybody. And that's how they kind of rule out the cartel. Because remember, there was at least two babies, right. a, a, like a two-year-old and a, a four-day, no, yeah. like a five-day-old oh, yeah, yeah. that survived, that right. were literally in their mother's arms as she right. was killed and they left the mother. And like, apparently the cartel does not do they that. They would never do that. And also like, now that we're getting into the details of it, the rodents are like too small time for the cartel. Yeah. 200 pounds. Like the cartel is moving like 20,000 pounds. This right. is not a thing. Yes. Yeah. But they looked into it. And they're also like too far from the border. Like, yeah. the cartel does not give a shit about the But it's just, the killings were, like, startlingly organized and clean and done in a way that looked like it was semi-professional. Yeah. But also, because, like, you know, they had the attack dogs and they, like, ha- there was no sign of, like, breaking and entering. So yeah. the cops were like, okay, they knew these killers. Right. And this they, is not, like, a... They were very up close and personal. Like, the gunshots were at, like, point-blank range. It's, like, in your face. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah, Very, yeah. like, personal killing. And then before we do anything else, we have to harass Ask the woman who first found the bodies, Bobby Joe Manley. I know. They're like, if it's not the cartel, you know who it's got to be, Bobby Joe. And I'm like, by herself? I know. I know. Can we make this it's, poor you woman? You know what? It's either the cartel or Bobby Joe. And there is no in between. No, no in between. Two choices. We only get two choices. Yeah, no, it's it's definitely, these are both very realistic choices, sure. everyone. Bobby, poor Bobby Joe. I mean, she like on. submits to three different polygraph tests. She thinks that these tests really work. So she's like, well, I don't have anything to lose. She would really feel that the test would prove her innocence. Bobby Joe went through two or three lie detector tests and she passed them all. She, of course, had nothing to do of with course. this. But they also keep looking at the family because, you know, as we know, you start with the family and then you work your way out. So and they're just looking at all these people who conveniently weren't home. Who conveniently weren't home, but also, like, were able to slip past the security videos and the dogs. Like, the fact yeah. that the dogs didn't bark and they didn't prevent you from getting in the house means they the dogs knew probably knew them. Travel. Girl, Stamps.com is back. Look, I say it every holiday season. Tis the season to get Stamps.com because anything you can do at the post office, you can do with Stamps.com from the comfort of your own home yeah. with some eggnog. Right. They call themselves your own personal post office. And that is so true because all you need is a printer and a computer. Yes. So they even send you the free scale because you have to know what the postage is going to be, right? You don't want things being sent back to yes. you. Yes. And the beauty of it is that you get all the postage on your stuff. You take it to the post office. You walk right to the front of the line. But also, if you need a package pickup, you can easily schedule of that through your stamps.com dashboard. I've watched Steve do it. That's magic. We I, are living in the future. I so I know I said all you need is a computer and a printer, but guess what? They have a stamps.com mobile app to yep. make things even easier. Also, you get huge carrier discounts up to 84% off. Every time I say that, I'm like, they're giving it to you for free. I know. 84% off USPS and UPS rates to help your bottom line. 84%. Yeah. And stamps.com automatically tells you your cheapest and fastest shipping options. They want you to get that stuff there as soon as possible, as cheap as possible. And most of the, they just don't want you go to the post office. Nobody yeah. nobody wants, we appreciate the post office, but nobody wants to go wait in line for hours. They want to save you money. They exactly. want to save you time. Let, help them help you. Help, come on. So fam, give your business the gift of stamps.com so your mailing and shipping is covered this holiday season. <laughs> holiday season, everyone, season, if you don't season. speak Patrick. Yeah. Sign up with promo code TCO for a special offer that includes a four-week trial plus free postage and a digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. Just go to stamps.com, click the microphone at the top of the page, and enter code TCO. It's a little bossy, but do it. You'll thank us. You're saving time and money, everybody. Time and money. Come on. Oh, my God. Priceless. 
So now, like, all these leads are dead ends, and a year has gone by. Yeah, which is wild. Eight people in four different locations are dead, and nobody, there's not a fucking clue anywhere. Yeah. It's like me in a department store. <laughs> <laughs> there's, like, a lot of talk and no action, and I'm like, from the doc, from the cops, like, yeah. let's go. Everyone's frustrated, to which I say, yeah, me too. Yes. And so after a year, some information finally becomes public. Yes. What ends up happening is after the the one-year anniversary, like, the media attention on the case makes it so that, like, the autopsy reports are released, but they're heavily redacted. But we do learn how many shots each person received, where they were shot. We learn that Chris, the the patriarch, like, the dad here— And Chris Sr., I believe, got some of the most gunshot wounds, and it looked like he had been also physically attacked as well. So the suspicion was that he was the first, and then everyone else— I truly believe, for whatever reason, Chris Roden Sr. was really the target of all of this. Chris Sr. was shot nine times. So they're saying he was probably, like, the main uh, thrust of this attack, but it's like you killed people in three other locations. Right, because they're saying he was shot nine times, he was the first victim, so why kill seven more people? In three other locations. Like, so more things, not not just the autopsy, but, like, more things about the crime scene that we're yeah. learning, and apparently, whoever did this snuck up on the family in the middle of the night and killed them while they slept, which yeah. is why... But also able to get past the dogs that didn't make a sound and knew where the cameras were pointed. Like, these had to be people who knew them intimately. 100%. So, it's May 12th, 2017. About 100 agents searched this farm nearby, right? Yeah. And this farm was recently sold by George Billy Wagner and his wife, Angela. How do we get from George to Billy? I have in my notes, where did Billy come from? <laughs> because if it's a nickname, fine, but it's in quotes. So it's not yeah. like Billy's not short for George. No, no. Nope. This is not a Jack John situation. <laughs> no. Billy no. William, yeah. like none of no, that. it's not it's, that. Uh, it's, it's George Billy Wagner. And Billy's in quotes. So I know. we get a lot of George Billy yeah. here. So okay, I don't know. Um, but they search these three Three properties, and yeah. these three properties are owned by the Wagner family. And the Wagner family is, is described as one of those prominent and wealthy families in Piketon. They are Piketon royalty. Yeah, and everyone really likes them. They, like, nobody can believe that they would have anything to do with this. Like, they're super wealthy. They helped a lot of people, especially the revered matriarch, 76-year-old Frederica Wagner. Frederica Wagner presides over 1,700 acres of prime land valued at more than $4 million. The jewel in her real estate crown is a prosperous and exclusive 300-acre horse farm called the Flying W. Valued at over $4 million. Yes. You know who I thought of her as is the woman from Ozark who's the <gasps> wife uh-huh. of that bad guy. The fucking kill me! <laughs> it's not the same person, but no. it's an yes. excellent meme from yes. that show. But this this farm is the jewel in her real estate crown. I mean, the way they're describing this I know. woman. But it's worth $4 million in the middle of Appalachia. It's called the Flying W is this horse farm. And they say. And I'm like, W is in Wagner? Oh, shit. Is that right? God, you're so smart. I never think of anything. It's that or the Mighty Ducks, the yeah. Flying V, or it's a reference to the Mighty Ducks. I don't know. But they say that it, the farm makes money because it's an equestrian farm raising a special breed of horses, and it makes a shit ton of money. Yeah, so they're very, very rich, but they're also very, very generous. Yes. So we learn that they're giving back to the community. They give money to the church. They give money to people directly. Well, they have a bunch of rental properties that, that are rented from them by, like, low-income people who maybe don't always have the best meals. So twice a week, Frederica would have everybody over for dinner. She sounds great. Yeah, she would feed the community, especially the kids. I'm going to go on the record and say, I also don't think Frederica did this. No, but I don't love her. I don't care. She's not like my favorite member of the Wagner family. If we revive Let the Women, she doesn't get an app? No, okay, no. Cool. 
Okay, great. <laughs> because, and the thing that we also learned is that, like, there was lots of unemployment, like we heard, but yeah. the Wagners never suffered. So they took care of everyone else. So, like, no questions asked, you got yeah. a job. You need a job. Like, they were really trying to build the community up. These are people with cash buried in the forest. Right. You know what I mean? Let's talk about George Billy. <laughs> okay, great. I'd love to. George. And and even Beth Carrick is like, George, you know but he goes by Billy. And I'm like, why? I'm clocked in. I'm at your disposal. Okay, Whatever. Great. I'm at work. You tell me what you want me to do. Do you know what? It doesn't matter. We never get the answer to the George Billy <laughs> I thing. Know. I know. It will haunt me. I will I know. wake up at 3 a.m. going, Wondering, why, George, George Billy, Billy, why? Uh, <laughs> so George Billy was not afraid to, quote, tell you what was on his mind. And yeah. I'm like, does that mean he was a dick? Or does or that mean he was, he was just, like, like straightforward? Yeah, or, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, great. Why are we talking about the Wagner family? Like, how or why would this family be involved? Like, they must be because we're spending a whole lot of time. So, again, it's the Wagner family is, like, the rich one with the horse farm. And then it's the rodents are the ones that have all been murdered. And, like, what is the connection here? We get a lot of these, like, I heard. I've talked to a few people who said... George Wagner and uh, Chris Roden were involved in some dealings. I heard a lot of rumors, but I do know that Chris and Billy Wagner did get into plenty of deals together, but nothing that bad. Nothing, nothing that uh, would suggest that be worth killing a whole family for. If they're both, like, the two big prominent families in the community, like, they probably do have business dealings together. Right, but they don't say what they were. It's like, they did plenty of deals together. Well, and I'm like, probably, like, what? It was like, probably cockfighting. And, and unsavory stuff. Unsa- but it's like, yeah. let's talk about it then. If we had to go through the explanation of, like, the grow houses or whatever, like, if right. we're going to get to the bottom of this oxygen. And give us one fewer coming up on for the next three minutes right? and tell us what the I, actual. I just yeah. wonder legally if they can't. Yeah, say that it. but it does feel like they did plenty of deals great what kind but yeah well because the other thing is that everybody keeps saying is like but what kind of deal gone wrong would result in them having to kill eight people in the family it doesn't make sense right but here's like that it all feels pretty vague but here's what's not vague yes their kids had a relationship and a kid together so yeah. hannah Roden is 19 years old she's one of our victims she had a baby with edward Jake Wagner. Why what? Jake? Don't ask. We'll never find out. I, I didn't even like, realize. Like, if these are middle names, fine. Right, yeah, But yeah. they're not because they're in quotes. Right. Which means it's a nickname. Also, Jake's a great name. Jake's a great name. You know what I mean? Edward's great. They're all great. Really? They're all George. I'll take it. Edward Jake Wagner. It's not, again, it's not his middle name. <laughs> I know. It's in quotes. No, it's probably a family tradition of like, I'm going to name you after my dad, but we're going to call you like after your grandfather. That's fine. You know what But I mean? Beth, could you tell me? Beth doesn't know. Beth doesn't ask. She doesn't know. Yeah, that's ask true. A, Beth, ask a question. Sure. No. That's you know, text Diane Diamond, she knows. Don't bring, why do you keep bringing Diane Diamond into this? <laughs> Current affair. Yeah. So Hannah and Edward Jake were a couple. Jake Wagner and uh, Hannah Roden had a kid together, Sophia, who was about three at the time of the deaths. They had not been married. They had had a uh, serious, committed relationship for a while, and then they went their separate ways. So they were in a serious relationship for a while, and yeah. then they split up. So it's like two families, two generations, business ties, personal ties. Two prominent families in the town. I think we're onto something. Yes. Here. So they search the property, this flying W or whatever. Uh-huh. And then they don't. It's their crown jewel of her estate, Julian. I mean, obviously. Show some respect. Frederica. I know. I don't think Frederica's involved. Um. Okay. <laughs> She gives she, like I'm just saying she would be feeding my family like we literally like nuns used to come to my house and bring us food. That's great. That's how poor we wasn't were. Wasn't Gacy feeding the whole fucking town too yeah, and donating? <laughs> wasn't what's your name Dorothea doing Taco Tuesday? Uh-huh, Please. Uh-huh. <laughs> 
Okay? I stand corrected. I don't trust the nobody. Right. Everyone's a suspect. Okay? Everyone is yes, a suspect. suspect. I absolutely agree. And also, at this point, the nicer you are, I know. the more suspicious For I am. She was the matriarch, the flying W, the crown jewel of she her property. She was giving everyone away so that people would say exactly what you're saying. You're She's right. She's so nice. I know. Taco Tuesday. Whoever would have thought. How could we even imagine this? Guess what? So... <laughs> Look. Oh my. So they search this flying W or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it's called. That's what it's called. So they search the property, this farm, but then they don't make an arrest. Right. And I'm just like, have any of the Wagners been questioned yet? Like, I feel like they'd be good people to talk I, to. I, I, honest to God, I fucking question these people because they, especially they say the cops are laser focused on this family. <laughs> I have laser focused yeah. in quotes and highlighted as well. But then the other thing that happens is like right after the second anniversary, this family that like is the number one suspect that the cops are laser focused on. And also the entire town is talking about the Wagners. Yes. Every single, look, nothing to see here, Wagners pack all their shit and move to Alaska. Right. They are royalty in this town. That fucking flying W is worth $4 million. Right. Now, moving is not a crime, no. but this is a major red flag. Of course. And also, like... Because that... they all go. It's not like Frederica went with her husband. Right. You know what I mean? But, like, this won't stop them from being arrested if they actually did it. It's not right. Cuba or China no, right. or some totally. other place where they can't be extradited. Like, what well, are we talking about? All right, private school name. Two oh, other I places Googled where them. you can't... Okay. I can't. I Googled it. Venezuela. Is that right? Yeah, no extra dish. Okay. There's a major list. I forgot all of them. Totally. <laughs> I just picked two. Okay, and you nailed it. They're both in the C category. They're yeah. both Cs. But the Wagners downplay this. Claiming they had been planning it for some time. It was, they say, increased press scrutiny after the searches that finally drove them to leave town. They moved to Alaska to get away from the coverage, which, of course, only exacerbated the coverage and the suspicions that they had basically fled the area because they were going to be pulled in and arrested. The press won't leave us alone. So they We're just go, trying to live. It's over 4,000 miles away. Yeah. I Google mapped it. It's a 68-hour drive. You have to drive through Canada uh, to get there. Well, is there another route you could take not through Canada? You could fly there. Okay. I'm, I'm just saying they had to drive okay, 68 okay. hours. Okay, good. Like, it's a just, long fucking great. drive. I just wanted to make sure that your private school education had not failed to tell you where Alaska was. I know where Alaska okay, is. Okay, because you were just like, I mean, they had to drive through Canada. Get to Canada. But they could fly. You okay. know what I'm saying? Yes, gotcha. To drive through a different country? Yes. Just fucking fly. I know. Okay, great. But they probably... Well, we, you know what? Everyone in this room knows where Canada is. Okay, great. Okay, good. Sorry, I just X'd out my notes. Um, but it's a 68-hour drive. Yeah. So they do these interviews with the press wherein they blame interviews with the press, and that's why exactly. they wanted to move. They yes. were like, it's been planned for quite some time. Uh, yeah. I'm being harassed. So I moved 70 hours away after getting searched. It's only going to get you more attention. But wait, why did you move? They're giving those interviews in Alaska. Just stop talking. What I'm saying is we they're saying they're giving interviews to the press in Alaska saying how they moved to Alaska to, to get away from the press, press in shut Ohio. Up. Uh, shut up. Shut, you shut moved up. away. You, you got know, what you shut wanted. Up. Shut up. Shut up. Two years after the murders, there is another memorial. They right? do a balloon launch, which we don't Which love. we don't do. Yeah. But the town is still up in arms. Like, who did this? But Are we safe? Because think about this. Eight people were murdered it's at so the same sad. time. It's so sad. And pe- like the killers are still out there. They could be living among them. Right. And they say like it transforms this cute little town from a place where you could leave your door unlocked to like mm. where you don't want to be outside after dark. Right. Then, out of the clear blue sky, who comes back? The Wagners. <laughs> they, they just come back. They're like, Alaska, not for us. I know. 
Not enough people you knocking down our doors for I know. interviews. We got to get out of here. One day they were just like ice fishing and they're like, you know what? We got to go. You know what? We're going back. And instead of settling literally anywhere else, yeah. they settle back down in their home. <laughs> you know what? They know how to get around in right? that town. You know? And then bada bing, bada boom, they're arrested. And I'm like, did they not arrest them because they were just too far away? Well, like, Did, did mo- they wait for them to come back? What did if they mo- didn't come back? Did moving to Alaska work? Like, you know, what if they didn't come back? I know. They would just be out there ice fishing? I guess so. Oh, my God. They arrest four of them at the same time to keep them from talking and and possibly fleeing the county, they say. And apparently everyone in the community has questions, including me. Well, because yeah. this comes out of nowhere, they're like, "Wait, they're back!" Right, and like they don't really have a good reason for why these people are the killers. Right. So we learn there is some questionable things that have happened with the Wagners. Yeah. Right. An affidavit from the court case reveals they say something shocking. The Wagners allegedly got parts from a lawnmower and um, made their own silencer. There were items purchased prior to the murder. The Wagners allegedly went to Walmart and got specific shoes used for the murder, possibly so that they wouldn't have DNA evidence in the house. There was a gun ammunition purchase, a gun magazine, and a brass catcher. They buy gun ammunition, a gun magazine, a brass catcher, which is like the, the thing that catches the shell casing. So like, it, I mean, this is very suspicious, but I wouldn't think enough to make actual arrests. Right. But they did. So here are the four family members that have been arrested. Billy Wagner. Yeah. His wife, Angela. And his two adult sons, Jake and George. Yes. Edward Jake Wagner, right? And they're just saying, like, if these are the if these are the actual killers, imagine the amount of work that would have had to have gone into this. Like the amount of just surveillance to know where everybody was gonna be at the time you wanted to kill them, and then do it in a coordinated way where it was essentially at the same time. Yeah. Can we talk more about what the affidavit said? Because making your own silencer is terrifying. Yeah. And also, did you catch it's something called a brass catcher? Yeah, it's the thing that catches the the uh, the showcase. So you don't leave any at the scene? I know. Like, but like you would think, why doesn't every gun have that? Because you're not committing a crime. I guess that's true. But it, you're littering. Hopefully. You're littering, you I guess. Are, which I have a major problem with. Yeah. Uh, but see, I took that differently. I'm like, oh, this was very much planned out. So wait, do you think the Wagners did it? Yes. Oh, okay. Is that what the world thinks? I don't know what the world thinks. I know what I think. Because my whole thing is like, look, how like if it's four people, it is. I always say this. If it's one person, you can keep a secret to yourself. If it's two people, I don't know about that. Three right. people, I definitely don't know. Four people, no one's keeping that secret. Yeah. You know? I mean, but for me, the motive is pretty big. But let, let so you know who else is arrested, though? Who? The beloved or beloved 76-year-old yeah. Wagner matriarch, Frederica. <laughs> She's taken into custody. And, and her mother-in-law or whatever, 65-year-old Rita Newcomb. These are both women. I know. Here we are. I know. And the community is like, I can't believe all of these powerful and loved people are sitting in court. And I'm like, well, get used to it. I don't know what to tell you. That's where they are. I know. Let's get to why. Okay. So they say this is potentially like a custody thing. Yes. So we learn that Hannah and Jake, they're the young couple. When the couple splits up in 2015, Hannah retains full custody of Sophia. There was conversation and talk that that arrangement wasn't working out and that Jake Wagner and his family were trying to get sole custody. Then there was talk that Jake wanted full custody. And then Hannah moved on to Billy Roden. Yeah. And she gets pregnant again. So she is the one. This is awful. But when she was murdered, she was holding her five-day-old newborn baby. Yeah. And Frederica and Rita, the 65-year-olds, are charged with forging custody papers. Yes. And the, lying about The shit. question is, if they're, like, what they're saying is, okay, I guess we've linked to some kind of motive. But why, why on earth, if you're trying to get custody, would you have to kill everyone in the entire family. And they do give us an answer. They say that, like, maybe Jake Wagner, who, like, or 
orchestrated having all these people killed, was afraid that if his, you know, the, the mother of his child was killed, custody wouldn't immediately go to him. Yes. It might go to somebody else in the family if they found him to be unfit. So what they're saying is he killed the entire family so that he, like, Sophia had to go to him. There was I mean, no other person for Sophia to go to. I'm just saying, I love Daisy more than I've ever knew that I could possibly love. Mm-hmm. If something horrendous happened to me and Steve, there's just no way I'm murdering him and everyone in his family to have custody of Daisy. Make this make sense to me. I, ca- I can't. Is it is it less about the love of the kid and more about the power of like, I will have you yes. or I will not let you have her? Yeah, because for some reason, just based on what I'm I'm picking up here is that like, there's no, like, there's no idea of co-parenting. Uh-huh. Like she gets full custody and then he wants full custody because six days after the murders, Jake files for full custody and gets it. Yes. And so like the idea is that he killed the whole family so that the judge wouldn't have a choice. And the three-year-old Sophia was not at the scene of the crime. No, she was with him that night. So it just, what people are kind of speculating, I guess like you would call this circumstantial evidence, I yeah. guess, that like Sophia was kept safe. Right. And everyone else did the dirty work. I mean, show me some evidence. I don't so know. you got to tell me then, like, do they know where all the security cameras are on the road and property? Are they close enough with them that the dogs aren't going to alert? What yeah. happened? I mean, it seems they definitely knew each other. They yeah. were, the, the families were definitely intertwined. Yep. So, you know, we're getting to the end and we learn that... At the end of November 2018, each member of the Wagner family, along with Angela's mother, Rita Newcomb, is arraigned before a judge in Pike County. As an entire community anxiously looks on, each of the accused enters the same plea. Not guilty. And they all plead not guilty. The four family members are accused of murder. They're ordered held without bond, and they will stay in jail until they are brought to trial, which I guess is where we are now. Yeah, there are no updates I looked. But also, on the other hand, it's like, Jake, what is the fucking end game here? Right. So you kill the entire family, and then where does that leave Sophia? If uh-huh. you get caught... This is that whole thing of, like, it's not for the love of the kid. There's some other motivation it's here. Fight. Yeah, but if you kill the woman that you hate, right. she doesn't then suffer not having the kid. So I right. just, I don't understand the psychology I, of this. Yeah, I don't either. Yeah. I, I don't get it. But I also don't know, like, who else could it have been? Right. I mean, unless, like, there was some sort of drug-related thing because they were very successful marijuana growers. I it mean, like... It was not the cartel. I don't think it was the cartel either. <laughs> but the only reason people thought it was the cartel was because it was so, like, forgive forgive me for saying it this way, but, like, well-orchestrated. You know? Yes, of they course. They left no evidence. Jake's an idiot. Jake is leaving a fucking fingerprint. Yeah, I, I don't know. And, like, the Wagner family won't speak about it, which I'm sure all their lawyers are saying is a smart thing. Yeah. They're, they're not allowed to. And so, like, they're all awaiting trial. This came out in 2019. It's yeah. now... 2023 and there are still no updates like they're still doing like when you google it it's just like oh someone filed a motion to whatever there's nothing like substantial happening it's so weird because this is like the one true crime podcast that I see every day when I look at like new shows or whatever that I haven't subscribed to so I didn't know anything about I did not know we were going to get to the end of this without a resolution I know that's wild I know but now the story's out there or like as much of it that can be out there yeah I mean it's got to be them because there's no other suspects like no other suspect was even really seriously Discussed here, Which, like, like the demolition derby rivalry. Like uh-huh. I'm sorry, but I mean, like you know, uh, like a laser focus is not always a good thing, as we yeah, know. But right. you know, but anyway. But also, like, there is no rationality for killing an entire family like this. So for me to try to find reasoning right, exactly. also doesn't make any sense. Yeah, what are we even doing here? Well, I don't know. All right, bye. Bye. Don't look in the woods, everybody. Bye. <laughs> no, bye. <laughs> 
I'm telling you, Bigfoot is looking at you in the woods. Going, she, she fucking look at me? No, I she fucking look at me. Bigfoot, I'm looking away from you right now. Mutual respect, okay? Fam, join us on the Patreon. Come hang out with us. Over yeah. 450 full ad-free bonus apps. You get them right this second. The holidays are upon us. You're yes. making long trips. Download a whole bunch of stuff. Yeah. You know, you can get, you can get it on Spotify too now. Just search TCO true. Patreon feed and you'll find it. It's right there. Incredible. Uh, what are we doing next? So it's called The Dead of Night on Peacock. It's the murder of LaJoya McCoy. Oof. I know. All right. Well, stay All tuned right. for the trailer for that and our, our funny and hilarious outtakes. I don't know. I guess. We talked we'll a see. lot about the woods That's today. true. And a lot I, about is, the, the demo derbs. It's outside the comfort zone. I know. I do love the idea of the demo derbs on like the third Sunday in June. Yeah, it's the just gays like, get it for one day. Yeah, it's bumper cars. I for mean, the big imagine kids. the playlist. You know what I mean? Right. Like that would be. I we should make this happen. We Sequins should do this. And glitter. Yes, everywhere. they're still cleaning up <laughs> glitter to this up. day. Yeah. We love you, fam. We love you. Bye. Bye. It was the dead of night, and she ran as fast as she could, frightened, panicked, wearing next to nothing. She climbed over the iron gate pounded on the door and begged for help. Who was this woman? What or who was she running from? And would she make it out alive? 